Okay, as a founder, you need to solve a very big problem, not something nice to have. And if you see the problem comes back to you, sleep it over some weeks and see if you have the bug. It doesn't stop. This is huge. Then, then you continue. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Jonah Weiss. It brings me great pleasure to introduce you today to our guest, Moshe Newman, who is the founder and CEO of Valued, an incredible you know, real estate app that's going to be making huge waves in the industry. He's been in the startup business for a number of years, an advisor to, you know, probably a dozen different um, startups out there. And I'm, I'm really curious because someone who comes from a, a Hasidic background, it, it's, it's, it's looked at a little bit unlikely, right, to be in that, in that forefront of the, the tech, you know, startup industry and being an entrepreneur is, you know, it doesn't, it's not contrary to that, but, you know, I, I, I love the fact that you are, you know, to me, someone that I, I look up to in the fact that you're kind of giving a little bit of a disruption to, uh, to the industry, uh, if you will. So without further ado, Moshe, how are you today? Baruch Hashem, very well. How about yourself? I'm <laughs> doing great. Thank God. Yeah, all the time. So tell me a little bit how you got into, um, into the startup, into the tech industry, and specifically... Don't get into how you got into real estate. Okay, first of all, going back like close to 30 years, I started a little bit. Uh, my father and grandfather was in the textile business. So I went in a little bit, a couple years to dabble in that business. Um, they used to be more the cheaper stuff, like linings and stuff. I, I, I took in the higher end. Uh, I used to buy off um, closeouts from the manufacturer, jobbers, from LA, and I used to sell it from the people here from McDonald's. You know, I used I did that for a couple of years. Um, was was good, but ended nine. I started I think ninety four, ninety five. But first I was in Coilo a couple of years, then did that for a couple of years. On the end of nineties, I didn't didn't see a future in that. I saw things from China start coming in cheaper than the raw materials, so I decided real estate in my thing. So I didn't know anything about real estate. I just start in the 1999-2000, started to call mm-hmm. every broker out there and start to ask questions. I got like, at that time, it was only a fax machine. I used to get like, like deals <laughs> all day long and start to get familiar. They thought they have a buyer, like I sold myself my buyer. Like, it took me a year to really get the business going, like get to know the business. So, As a broker first or as, a, as an investor? I, I present myself as an investor, but then I find people buying and i used to put them together and they used to take care of me like i was more successful in finding finding deals for the right people putting them together right like a deal finder so like I, a whole like wholesaling in a way yeah, so call it nowadays few good years in that and i got relationships and i get to know the business and of course i had like the neck of, uh, of a visionary i used to be able to spot potential good deals good upcoming neighborhoods so i used to tell people buy this buy this and thank God everyone who dealt with me are very, very happy. So I did that for a couple of years, on and off. But this is something now I know the now. Now I'm less active, but I have the knowledge and a good 
opportunity comes, I can act. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I did the market, stock market before the 2007, 2008. It was great days. I became a good trader. It's not something I enjoyed because being at the computer all day, I was more enjoying going out, meeting people. Uh, I used right. to uh, had to be by the computer before the market opens at night to study. But I was a good trader. And then the market crashed. What, what do we do? So I'm good at networking. So I started to become, people pushed me into as insurance broker. So I went to like Guardian and Mass Mutual. I was one of the top brokers for this year, two years. But I really, I was best at opening doors, but I wasn't best like closing because it's not something I really right. believed. Everyone pushing people by life insurance and stuff. I didn't right. think it was something I wanted in my life. Then I decided, I think it was like around nine years ago, I saw other people doing startups. LinkedIn was started catching up and I really love that. It was, it was still early days. It was so difficult to get people on LinkedIn. I, started, I remember I was one of the users and saw the potential. So I wanted to do a better LinkedIn at that time, but I didn't I had no clue how to go about it. So at the same time, I find myself being on TechCrunch every day. So I figured I have to make out a living from, from this. So even I don't know, but I will get to know, we'll start to go to events and mingle with people, we'll get to know about the things, things what I, I can do today in one minute could take me, took me that time in six months. What mean a prioritize? What mean like sketch? What all this kind of stuff. People explain me, I start to meet with the developer. The same thing I did with real estate. 10 years before mm -hmm. I start just talking, interacting and searching and until I got familiar with that. So after a year and a half, I raised over a million, around a million dollars for that company called CircleZone. Okay. I was successfully, finally I landed with one guy, helped me a lot. We set up a team in India with 20 people. It was my learning project journey, actually. Like I had no money to go farther, so I parked that project. And then one of my friends, actually Sunil, who's the founder of SoCure. It's uh, almost a unicorn today. And he started a new company called Instant. So he told me, Moish, you're good at putting things together. You're good at raising money. Help me now till you figure out what you want to do. So I did that. I put in my little bit of money of SoCure. I'm very happy I did five years ago. And then, then I helped him raise another close to $2 million. So Burcham, all the people I brought in, I'm very happy as well. So I kept... So what, are, what, are they, what, what are these companies? These, these are all kind of tech, technology companies technology that, that you were investing so in? SoCure is a fraud identity company. So basically, uh, most of credit card applications in the U.S. I mean, because 90% goes through their technology. They can really? somebody's real. All the companies they're doing now another round. It's not announced yet, but one of the top players are invested in the company. So gotcha. I'm thinking there was only three people, and now they're close to hiring around 300 people. So it's a good feeling. I come in there, I walk in there. All the people are here because I was there. There was. They were almost closing the lights. You know, I remember that. Right. We saved them twice, actually. So this is one company. Another company called Accern, A-C-C-R-E-N, they just closed the 30 million round. Allianz Insurance, also one of the lead investors. And same thing. I came in at three people, two people actually employed. I helped them raise around $5 million. So now they're they closed almost 13, wow. 30 million, they have a good choice to make it. They're, they're one of the leaders in AI, artificial intelligence, for financial you know, asset managers and stuff like that. So it's, it's good, you know, um, during those years, I probably looked into 50,000 companies. So 
I used to meet every day with entrepreneurs to get to know what the obstacles are. And then I, I became involved in a couple of companies that made sense for both of us. I basically, I know the A to Z from you have an idea to bring to take it to the next level. A to B until the big eyes come in the picture. When they still want to see if you make it, I'm I'm bringing um, I'm bringing like a value at that that space. When I feel was found it has potential, I like the big market and the way how they grow, and I can just lift them up, bring the right people in. It's hiring or like money or opening doors. Everything right. about connections. You know. So yeah, so it sounds like you it sounds like your experience of just like you said, you looked at fifty thousand different companies, right? Chose a handful of them that you felt were had a lot of potential, and kind of directed them and advised them to you know go on the right path to to you know be successful. Yes, exactly. This is something I can do now, middle of sleep. I can see if a, a deck makes sense, and I can I can help people with the deck. I know what investors want to see, especially with Xern. I basically reached out to probably. Tens of thousands of investors. I set them up in Silicon Valley the first time. It's a lot of me, like and Horowitz and stuff like that. Um, was very successful, and we both helped each other. It was a win-win situation. He, he took good care of myself as well. So, like a family, Hasidic family with ten kids, and making a wedding almost every year too. You need you need to be able to pay the bills. So, but right. you know, sometimes you find a good company, but they they're unable. They, they don't see the vision, or they don't feel comfortable taking care of you. So. It's a problem. I should have rather know. Today, yeah. I'm not going to meet with a lot of people. I'm very, very focused. But I still take on, a, I can take on a company here and there. If it looks good, I think I can be very successful in raising money. It's meaningful for both of us. So this is with the startup world. I think... So what do you look for when you're, when you're looking at new projects? Like, what are the few key points that you look at to see, in your vision, um, you know, a potentially successful startup? Okay, it's actually three things, but the first thing is also three. It's team, team, team. The founders team, team. very, very, very important. Especially will I lift through with those founders. They was so difficult, people can't imagine how difficult it's still the company. And they're not gonna stop for anything. This is very, very important. How strong are they tolerating the risk and pressure? This is very, very important. Second of all, it's gotta be big in the, a big industry, a good space. I mean, it should be in the space of be hundreds of billions or potentially be easy if they capture a little bit market share, it can easily be a unicorn. So if you take a risk, take a big risk. If the same risk, you take if someone's if someone I, I get within the lines that think it sell the company 50 million, 100 million, it's not for me. It's not gonna waste my time. It doesn't mean it could not be a good lifestyle business, but for me it's not good. I also want to know how they're gonna make money. It's very, very important. And, and today, I basically swim in the waters as, as certain spaces I can add more value. Let's say fintech or real estate tech, right. digital health. There's certain spaces I like more, certain spaces. So uh, it, it helps a lot for me. You know, I, mean, I mean, to help make my decision if I see those kind of spaces and deals. Makes so now is, is like after doing all this with other companies, it came time again to start my, my company, my own company as well. If you take ownership, then they have to figure out where can you make the most, I mean, money. It's, it's good to be involved in all these companies. It's good. But the, the big, biggest opportunity if you take ownership. Right. I mean, you so, obviously have some sort of shares 
in these companies that you advised on yes some equity so yeah. when they do sell or they when they do exit you'll uh, you'll be taken well care of but yeah. of course being a founder is totally different yeah it's harder but again it's it's risk reward no pain no gain it's like saying no pain no gain <laughs> but you need to have the stomach for that a lot of people don't understand you especially in the community there's not a lot of people even one hand people i can have a deep conversation of what I do. So people are getting more open to it since the Bitcoin started two, three years ago. People more and everything you touch is technology today. So people are more right. definitely more open. I think it's just a matter in time. Um, people would throw millions and tens of millions from me to invest and tell me where to invest. I see it more and more. Going back five years ago, I tried to create a fund. It was very, very difficult. When you know we don't have this college, you don't have this degree. So what do you know what stuff? So I'm just not doing it. And then I can show them this is my portfolio. My right. portfolio can say it's very, very good companies. My, most of the companies are successful. So you tell me. Right. I could have more resources. I probably can do in the top tier one deals in the Valley or Israel and stuff. You know, when I come at the check. Right. So you don't need to have the education. You don't need to have the MBA from an Ivy League school no. in order to uh, be valued. In this, exactly. in, in this startup this is what, industry. That's what Elon Musk just say. MBA is, is meaningless. Is I can tell you this. I see companies, corporations spending billions on startups and they fail. You, it's a special ingredient. You need to have a knack. Like you need to go a lot with your gut feeling to take risk. If you feel the, see the founders, it's not like a one size fits all. You cannot really teach that because the past don't predict the future. Every situation is different. It comes down, so you need to be good at picking the right companies. And even if you have the billions, if you don't have this ingredient, you're not going to do good. You're going to fail. I think I, I have this ingredient. I just need to match with the right investor. Then we can do a lot of good things together. I'm doing it yeah. myself. It wasn't easy, but I think I broke upwards already. I mean, I'm in a good position now. I mean, Hashem. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the, the, your, your company valued, which is, you know, a real estate platform for trading for anyone to basically invest in real estate. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Think changed a little bit. Let me tell you where I, yeah. where I got to this. First of all, I, because I have experience in real estate and technology, it usually doesn't go together. Usually technology don't know real estate, real estate don't technology. I keep hearing from people in real technology. I want to invest in real estate. In real estate, same. So in the beginning, I, I thought about crowdfunding. Real estate crowdfunding, I think it's going to take off. I watched that space for a while, but I didn't see that going the direction I thought it was going to go. Things are changed. Most of the companies failed. So I shifted direction a little bit. It's always important, you know. You need to be on top of your game. You need to see where the market is. Even if you have an idea, I can see sometimes people stay with their idea for 10 years and the market's changing mm -hmm. change and it's still stuck there. Just look at like the difference between MySpace and Facebook. You need to innovate, be on top of your game. So even if you have your idea, but it doesn't, you don't see it's going to go, just move on. That's what I've tried to do. And it doesn't matter. Pivot wherever it takes, 100 times, the different days. Try to pivot 100 times a year than rather 100 times in 20 years. Yeah. So you need to pivot fast, a very fast world. So I started with real estate crowdfunding. I didn't see that working. Then I wanted to do like Brex, the credit card for real estate and something like that. Mm -hmm. 
And then I figured out people say it's nice to have, it's not, it's not something like must have. So I went to deeper. So I really, I think the real estate spirit change really clicked with people. I, see, I really felt that people really, really interested. Like think of it, acorns, real estate. But okay. the problem with that is the accredited investors. Because real estate is not all right. it's private deals. Mm-hmm. If you bring it to the market, it's a little difficult to structure. You need to have a lot of money right away. And you go into deals and you start with spirit change. It's a problem. So I thought I will do with REITs. We'll start with REITs. That's the security. So everyone can buy that. You pick the top five, ten REITs. And that was okay. It's not for something revolutionary because you can still do it if you know what you do on Robinhood in a way, you can still do it in a way in Acorns. But this was a real estate focus. And marketing is a very, very big play in this industry. Right. So spend a lot of time the last over a year in that, raised a little bit of money. My daughter helps me, she works with me to bring this together. So now COVID hits. I had almost a million dollar committed for this project. So the market went down, the market crashed, real estate crashed even farther, like the REITs. Mm-hmm. It took another 10, 15% dive in the, the market and didn't even came back yet. So I decided it's important, even though I love real estate, but it's important to be diversified. And why do I limit myself just real estate? So especially in a market like this, you need to be diversified. So I'm... I'm Valued is not for real estate anymore because, again, if you want to do real estate, you still do it and value it. But we're going to do mm-hmm. the whole market, whole companies. So we can start out something like basic, more, more correlated to Robinhood, but we're really focusing to make it even better. So Robinhood, I cannot say everything on, on the air here, but we're going to be testing a lot of things. But I really believe that you can be a combination of real estate and technology and companies. So in Robinhood, right. you need to know what you do. If you're not, you're going to lose the money. So we thinking implement, implementing more artificial intelligence in your data. So mm-hmm. we can guide people a little bit more based on their goals, based on their interests, based on a lot of factors, and they're basically personalized for them. And then it's going to come in every company. They're going to know a lot more information than you see now in any trading platform and highlight opportunities so you're going to be in a much better position using this app. There's going to be some social aspect. You can see what top people are trading. So it's going to organize your watch list automatically based on your habits, based on interest, a lot of stuff. So it's definitely going to give you an edge and be more successful investor. So this yeah, is sounds good. exciting. Um, thanks, thank God. We got a very, very good team on board. They love the project so, so much. They didn't want to take money. They wanted to do it in equity. They never did it for anyone else. So they're a strong team and they're ready. The app is in progress. In a couple of months, we're going to have a working app. So I'm very awesome. excited where things are going. Last year, I probably interviewed over 100 teams. So we got almost the money now with COVID. You know, I'm, very, I'm much more excited for the direction it's going now than just the real estate. It's a much bigger opportunity. You know, Robinhood raised a billion dollars. The last round was 250 million for a 10 billion valuation. I think we have the potential to blow them out, blow them away. That's very exciting. Well, I guess, like you said at the beginning, you have to have those big lofty goals or else, uh, you know, it's not worth it. So 
So I think, so I, think I think investing with a lot of innovation, especially I'm focusing on the young younger generation, mm -hmm. um, millennials and Gen Z, and even younger, to educate them more and be start investing earlier in life. So get the money, start the money working for you. Right, that's very exciting. So I want to you know just ask you one more question before we get into the final four. What would you say to someone you know who's starting out, maybe a young person that they don't have the financial background, they don't have any background in technology, but they, they love the fact that there are these startups and there's these unicorns and there's, you know, so much opportunity out there. What is your number one advice for someone who's looking to get into this space? As an investor or a founder? As a founder, I guess, you know, or yeah, not, let's, let's take it that direction. Okay. As a founder, you need to solve a very big problem. Not something nice to have. And if you see the problem comes back to you, sleep it over some weeks and see if you have the bug. It doesn't stop. This is huge. Then, then you continue. And reach out to people. There's so much people. It's very, very reachable, especially on LinkedIn. They will happy to talk to you. There's events. I'm a judge almost every month on different, uh, different events where I'm a judge at companies. So go out, pitch there, talk to people, and see how people respond, and be open to know what to listen, what not to listen. Do research. A lot of people come with ideas, and they, don't, they didn't even do research. Who is doing what? You know who your competition is. Know how you're going to make mm -hmm. money. And know who, what you're good at. Put, the, put together a team with, with, where you are like weak. See where, where you are strong. And like, you know, like this is, you're good in business. Find a good founder or a technology guy. You need to have an expert in that space, what you're doing. That's, you're going to have an edge. You know more about someone else. Okay? And, and, the, and the most important thing, just put them out there. Like, it's a, a book called The Lean Startup and Eric Rice. No one should start doing anything before he reads the book. Or the book, I know this book by heart. But you're going to save millions of dollars just doing this or reading a book. It's basically it's so easy to test ideas before you invest time and money. So you definitely That's should great. do that. And then reach out to people, talk to people. And this is going to lead you to want another. If you have the bug, then it's a renewal bug. Nothing will stop you. Know? Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we jump into the final four here, Moshe. Uh, what, what's the worst job that you ever had? Worst job I ever had. <laughs> I never had a job. Actually, I never worked for anyone. That's awesome. But not not doing anything is, and I, I mean, I consider I love what I do, so I don't feel like That's I'm doing anything in my life. But <laughs> I, I did like the textile, I did like the real estate, and they all brought me certain experience. I would love sure. to have started technology earlier in life, but you know, that's how it goes. But I can say, no, I love that. Yeah, I love that answer. You know, not doing anything is the worst job. Yeah. <laughs> That's really that's really true. That's that's an awesome. But answer. I I will add another thing. I rather work on less and bigger stuff. The same thing comes investing and trading. You don't have mm -hmm. to be trading only. You don't have to be in all the companies. Just spot a few good opportunities and just go big in that. You make the same money. You have more time. The same thing with job. You don't have to work. You know, I, I use it. I don't, yeah. I don't like to grind water. You need to do something meaningful and find an opportunity and go all the way. Absolutely. What is a, a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? So something's made you think totally different. 
Okay, first of all, you, you, a book could be a cipher, so it's something I know by heart. I try to like live with that. It definitely gives me the fuel and energy to move forward. Uh, I know it's all from Hashem, so we got to do something you enjoy. If Hashem wants to make money, we make money. So in a book from business, technology, uh, like I said, the lean startup is definitely important if you want to find a company. Then there's another book I, I read recently, recommended by Ira Zolatowicz from Eastern Union, a book from Amazon, the Amazon way, something like that. I have to remember yeah. something, the way how right. it does. And I'm implementing that. I give you one example of what I'm doing different now that anyone, any investor app, don't focus. You're going to go to reviews, name any app. It should be Schwab, Fidelity, Robinhood, Ripple. You're going to be most of the reviews will be custom services. Bad, 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 bad. So I'm going to be focusing customer services first. I'm going to implement that is what it, whatever it costs. So yeah, I don't want to see one bad review of customer services at value. So I'm just giving like this is something I'm bringing out of that. This is why one why if Amazon successful. I have a complaint, mm -hmm. no questions asked. It's always going to work with you. Customer is always right. So I think this is a and some of the books. That's awesome. No, excellent, excellent choices. And another, Especially like one thing is very important and. It's time management is very, very important. So there's a lot of books in that and be disciplined with your time, who you meet, who you talk. You don't have to have 10 meetings a day. Look at like Warren Buffett, and get, the calendar could be empty. You have time for right. yourself a little bit to think, yeah, it's fun. Awesome, that's really important also. I appreciate you bringing that up. A lot of people are caught up in, in just being busy and, and doing this and running to one meeting to another, to, to this, to that, and never have time. Suffer ever get a broken once for eat. I wish you shouldn't be busy. You should make money. <laughs> some people busy all life, some people making money, and they're free. <laughs> That's great. Um, what what is a, a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Manage people better, especially where a stage I am now in life. I hope I see value being plays with tens of thousands of people being involved in this. So definitely learning a lot how to manage leadership and getting the right people, smartest people, smarter people mean get out of the way. So it's mm -hmm. basically, that's for me very important at this point, um, leadership, managing yeah. people, yeah. That's excellent, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you wanna grow uh, a company, 100%. For last and final question, what does success mean to you? Success, that's a very deep question, but it could be, depends who I'm talking to, but really success means connected to Hashem. The more I'm connected to Hashem, the more successful I am. That's why we're here. But at the same time, it's an oil masia. We need to do stuff. So I need to be able to do what I want to do. If I want to go vacation, I want to give, help my kids. I want to live not thinking about money. So have always enough money is, is a big part. Again, it's not the most important thing. Actually having good kids, I can say that, that's the most success. And Baruch Hashem, I did a better job in that than money. That's not that I did. That's a matona, a gift from Hashem. But definitely having, being peace, having a ruiga atmosphere at home, you come home and again, enjoy what you do, being in the right circle, Keep growing and then connected to Hashem with, with kids. Again, money helps, you know. 
<laughs> Absolutely. That's beautiful. I, I can relate to that very, very much. So I appreciate you, you bringing that up. And last but not least, where can people find you, reach out to you, find out more about you? I'm very accessible. LinkedIn, I think, is the best channel someone doesn't know me. It's becoming a little difficult because, because I have so much inbox every day, but I try yeah. to skim this. Sometimes I lose control. Like, I probably there's thousands I didn't open since, since the corona start. I got like left behind. Mm-hmm. But LinkedIn, I'll, I'll try. Or they can reply to a message when I post something. I'm going to be active a lot on LinkedIn soon, me or my people. So a LinkedIn or a recommendation someone. And again, if it's an idea, usually Sunday, I give time for that. I'm happy to talk to anyone. Awesome. I have an idea. I want like 15, 20 minutes. Usually Sunday, I schedule for that. Wonderful. No, that's great to hear. Thank you so much, Ramosha. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, learning a little bit more about you know, your journey and where you're going. Uh, it's very inspirational. I hope... Uh, I, I just wanted to thank you. I appreciate yeah, your time. Not the beginning. Thank you very, very much for your time. Pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And to our guests and our, our listeners, thank you again for listening in. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.